But first this hour, talking about the economy, how are we going to debate that usefully? It's hardly been edifying this past week as the community watches shifts in the national budget amidst, quotes, apocalyptic screeching by anybody who stands to lose anything at all, as The Guardian's Catherine Murphy put it, and, of course, with the Reserve Bank being at the centre of it all. It's meeting again next week and worried homeowners, plus renters, are no doubt playing close attention. Interest rates began 2022 at just 0.1%. Now the official cash rate is 3.5%. How much higher? How fast? How much will changes bite? How will we talk about it? Well, the former Labor Minister and economist Dr Craig Emerson is closely following monetary policy and government policy, and he's been writing about it interestingly, and I'm pleased to welcome him to the program to discuss a range of issues affecting conduct of the economy. Hello there, Craig. Hello, Geraldine. Now, you argue, I mean, you argue a range of things, that two sets of figures in the last week or two confirm that the Reserve Bank is on the wrong track with its interest rate rises uh, or blaming the wrong culprit. (laughs) One of those is the number of unskilled migrants. Let's talk about that first. Why is that important to notice? Well, the unskilled migrants uh, coming to Australia, in fact, in Australia as a result of the previous government's immigration policy have the effect of putting downward pressure on wages. Now, as a humanitarian, you know, sure, it's great that we are doing our part with, um, you know, lower income uh, migrants around the world, but they do suppress wages. And the reason is that they are very, very easily exploited. They are sponsored by an employer and they shall do what the employer requires of them. And the consequence of that is it it puts downward pressure on wages. Um, We have about 30,000 a year uh, permanent migrants in the skilled category, but 1.9 million temporary migrants. And um, Claire O'Neill, a relevant minister in this, has called it out and said, well, how did this happen? And it just happened by accretion where the previous government said, oh, well, you know, there's more people to work in coffee shops and uh, fruit picking and so on, but it has actually depressed the wages of everyday Australians as well. And your point is that this is a structural change that hasn't been sufficiently factored in, if I understand you correctly, by the RBA that that several times cites fear of wage growth as to why they're worried about and, and, you know, have to harness inflation now. That's right. And you're saying this is a wrong reading now. It it is a wrong reading. It might have been wise in the past but not now. Is that your point? uh, no, I'm saying that we should be very careful and mindful of our immigration program, its composition, but going to the Reserve Bank, um, they uh, keep talking about a wage price spiral. Interestingly, they turn, turned it around to a price wage spiral, who knows why, but they think that because we've got inflation, that will then all be picked up by workers who will demand pretty much an equivalent increase in their wages. Well, that can't happen when you've got this very large pool of unskilled temporary migrants who are readily exploited, and it isn't happening. And why I say that, that it seems they're living in the 70s, 
in, in the late 1970s, when we had centralised wage fixing, if prices went up, inflation went up by, say, 4%, wages went up by 4%, and then prices went up by another 4 and wages. So that's that spiral going up and up. Well, that hasn't happened for a very, very long time, and it does seem that they're living in the past. Where, you know, here we are in the... In the 2020s and that's just not happening but it seems to be in their forecasts and how do I know that there's a, a table that they published or a chart of their project uh, forecasts of wages over the uh, 20 the previous decade and they missed on every time they over forecast wage rises and here they are again it's if they're waiting for reality to adjust to their model the the dire consequence of that for households and the economy more generally is that they are assuming that this wage price spiral is, is about to kick off and they've now foreshadowed multiple further increases in interest rates. They are engineering a recession for Australia and that will be a completely avoidable tragedy if they continue on this path. They are dealing with, we can see the figures though about inflation, there's no doubt about that, is there? Although, you know, there's, it's interesting right now as we speak sort of thing, they could be plateauing. Um, what does the Reserve Bank do about that? What, what lies in their remit? Because we heard Philip Lowe very eloquently, I thought, say, look, if we don't get this, if we don't, if we let this go, people start factoring into their expectations and that shifts the very people you're trying to, you are trying to protect. Shifts How does it factor into their expectations? They might say, I'd like a wage rise. Who wouldn't like a wage rise? Whether they can get a wage rise is the, rea is the real question. And there's no evidence of a wage price spiral. But we have already been told that they're going to increase interest rates on multiple occasions. Yeah. So they're looking for something that isn't there. But what I'm and saying is they have got inflation. I mean, obviously it is supply side for inflation, um, and uh, it's very it's very good point. So, very so good point. Do, are they helpless in the face of that? Are they? Is that what no? They've already been increasing interest rates. It was in May when they increased interest rates from 0.1 percent and started ramping them up, and some of them have been increases not of a quarter of a percentage point, but half a percentage point, and a lot of that still hasn't worked through the system. So why not pause and allow that to work through the system? There's a whole lot of people who are on um, fixed interest rates in, for their mortgages when the governor of the Reserve Bank said he didn't expect inflation, uh, the cash rate to increase until 2024 at least. Mm. So a whole lot of people went out and, and said, oh, good, I'll lock in this really, you know, low um, commercial interest mm. rate, not 0.1%, but higher than that, but they locked it in. They're coming off now because those fixed rates last only two years in Australia. So there's a lot of pain in the system already. Still to come. And what the Reserve Bank is saying, well, let's just keep inflicting more and more pain because we think that there's going to be this wage price spiral, which so, has so, not been evident in Australia. So what are you proposing both they can do and I suppose I've got to ask, you know, what, what can the government do then right now as this cliff does well, in, emerge. Inflation is coming down, right? So don't make the cliff worse by putting more people under mortgage stress. And you said something very, very important that this is on the supply side. What that means is that there's 
there have been disruptions, we know that, to um, the importation of goods. Uh, container shipping has been hard to get. And in fact, the Reserve Bank says that uh, up to three quarters of the inflation is due to supply side factors, which will and are being eased as the as we recover globally from the COVID-19 pandemic and also from the the floods. And so, you know, what happened with lettuce? I'll give you an example. The price of lettuce went from $1.50 for a lettuce head to $7. How do you deal with that? That's inflation. And the Reserve Bank effectively said, well, we've got to depress the demand for lettuce by making people worse off so that they buy less lettuces. Guess where the price of lettuce is now? Back to $1.50 because the floods have eased. And so when it's on the supply side, unless there is some sort of wage price spiral, which they've got from their textbooks of the 1970s, you just let that go through the system and that's what's happening. Inflation is actually coming down. They say that, but they want it to come down quicker and they want it to kill this wage price spiral that doesn't exist. Yeah, but okay, so you're saying that you would like, you think this coming week they could yep. pause it completely uh, and be, that's, that would be a prudent approach, you think? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And I, I would be arguing for a pause. I argued for a pause at the previous one. But they're saying, no, no, we're not pausing. We're, we're going to increase not only this week, but um, several times, multiple times, and they'll kill the economy. I mean, sure, people don't like inflation. They don't like recessions either. And we do not have to have a recession, but the Reserve Bank is behaving as if that's the only way to control the price increases. It is not. Just let them flow through the system as they are, but don't crush the economy and don't crush people's livelihoods. It was quite interesting yesterday, you might have heard the head of the uh, the NAB, Ross McEwen, uh, yeah. saying on, bre- on re- breakfast that he predicted two, he did predict two or three more interest rate rises right. in the next He acknowledged growth had slowed, but he still thought Australia could avoid a recession. He thought people were making adjustments and would continue to do do so, though he did say it's hard. Um, he didn't seem uncomfortable with the RBA's move. Well, everyone's entitled to their opinion and I've got mine. And, I, I you know, I lived through the 70s. I, and I'll tell you another big change that's occurred between the 70s and now when there was a wage price spiral. In the 1970s, the late 1970s, half of the Australian workforce was unionised and we had a centralised wage-fixing system. So back then, if prices went up by 4%, wages basically went up by 4%. Of course, unions could get it through the Arbitration Commission. Now we don't have... The proportion of the workforce that is unionised is less than 15% and we have a decentralised wage-fixing system. So institutionally, things have changed, but it's as if they're working on textbooks that were written on the basis of what happened in the 70s and early 80s. And that is not the, the, the modern economy of Australia. Craig Emerson, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Okay, thanks, Geraldine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr Craig Emerson, uh, former Labor Minister and uh, economic commentator, and uh, your thoughts coming in thick and fast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.